angels and teams that were out on the streets earlier. And uh, so if you guys can get on the platform right now and come and join us. Uh, so let's give them a hand as they come right now. I heard that around 15 people responded to God on the streets today. And so we thank God for that. It just goes to show that people out there in the street are ready to respond to Jesus. Amen. Uh, if someone goes out and shares the gospel with them, and often we're scared to share the gospel, but look at all these people who are joining us on the streets, you know, getting experience in sharing their faith. And that's what we want at the seven o'clock. And that's what we want in the week as well. We want people to be sharing their faith and believe in God for people to be saved. Now, first of tonight, I'm going to invite uh, Joshua. Not, not David, but Joshua. Different men of the Bible. He, in, you've been leading an outreach in South Kensington with the French Pier Vivante. And uh, tonight you were out there and, and, a, and a gentleman has responded to God. So tell us, tell us what happened out there tonight. Well, <clears throat> it was um, as usual at the end, uh, around 6.30. Uh, so just say, when, you, when you're talking about the end, how long were you actually out in the street before this guy responded to God? We started uh, half five and uh, the French uh, gave us a hard time today. <laughs> So they try to. So it was half six, 25 past six. And uh, well, the two, two members of the team, they found a Nasir, the um, lovely man, and uh, they prayed for him. Uh, he accepted Christ in his heart, and he had some talking problem as well. So they prayed for his healing, and he said he's talking a little bit better. And uh, the good news that he's here today with me. Yeah. India. Yeah. And during the praise and worship, he's been praising. He's, he's been saying, I love Jesus. I said, wow, we've been praying for that earlier. <laughs> so it's powerful uh, conviction. And, uh, well, praise God for that. That's awesome. Because tonight we... We did share tonight that we didn't want to see people just saved on the street, but we want to see people coming into the church. And so it's, you're welcome tonight, and God bless you for coming tonight as well. So it's awesome. Hallelujah. So we want to see, get a few more testimonies. I know Simon, Simon, come and join me. Out there in Shepherd's Bush tonight, you said you had six responses. So if we can have some team members uh, sharing tonight. Yep. Selena. So you, we haven't had you up here before, but you, I know that you've been out there evangelizing before. Tell us about what Jesus did through you tonight. Oh, I'm so excited. You know, I got my first soul. Um, we talked to... So this is the first time that you've ever led a soul to Christ on the street. Wow. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I've been dancing and jumping because I've been really wanting to, to do this. And I haven't been able to do that. I go out and I want to speak to people, but I can't do it. And, and today I went after the prayers and everything. We prepared ourselves, and, and, and I was with Rachel. You know, she's an expert. But we got two girls, young girls, and one is uh, accredited to me. So, so you, you were partnering with someone who is an expert yes. because you were not an expert. No. But now you are an expert because you've led your first soul to Jesus. Yes. <laughs> now I'm an, an expert, yes. So is it, are you going to continue to come out and join us on the street? Whenever I have time, I will come. Yes. Yes. Whenever, I mean, yeah. Next week. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. That's fantastic. So, Anita, 
you guys were out on the, with Sean tonight, and uh, you were very excited when I saw you downstairs. So tell us about some young girl that you led to Christ, or had the privilege of leading to Christ. Yeah, um, we were at Notting Hill Gate, um, and I just saw this young girl come down with a lovely big fur coat and stuff. And I said, oh, excuse me, can I just bless you with this? Because I open up, bless you with the God Loves You track. And she's like, oh, no, 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 I'm in a hurry. I'm just going to my auntie's, who lives just down the end of this road, uh, for dinner. Um, and I said, no, 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 just take like one, mo one moment. I said, you know, you're a really beautiful girl. You look so good. She goes, oh, thanks so much. I said, you know, Jesus Christ really loves you. She goes, oh, gosh, my auntie goes on about this all the time. That's the auntie she's going to say. My auntie's always telling me, give your life to Jesus and all this stuff. And I said, well, do you not feel this is a divine appointment? You know, I said, I believe God's got an awesome plan and a destiny for your life. I said, don't keep resisting the spirit, you know, just surrender. I said, and I was with uh, Cheryl, Sean's wife. Um, and I said, look, do you mind if we just pray with you? Um, you know, today's the day of salvation. And she goes, oh, okay. So we went into the doorway of one of the shops. Um, yeah, and ministered the gospel to her, told her that except I might be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Except I might be born of the water and the spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Um, I said, for God so loved the world, he gave his son to you. If you just believe in him, you should not perish, but have eternal life. And she was like, okay, and I prayed with her. Um, and then... Uh, just she was just sharing about some stuff that she'd gone on in her life, and I said, "Oh, don't worry. Like you know, you know, just come come to KT. She's going to meet me on Tuesday. Come around my house, which I live next door. So she's going to come around for dinner because she's always at her auntie's at the bottom of the road. Um, yeah. So glory to God. But then I was speaking into her life. But then you said like everyone we lead to Christ, we have to take to, sh to our leaders. So I took her to Sean, and then Sean started speaking the same stuff into her life as I was speaking. So it's just like amazing. She was really blessed, and yeah, glory to God. Amen. So we pray, we pray, we're going to pray. What's her name? Lorraine. Lorraine. So we'll pray that Lorraine comes and joins you on Tuesday night. Simon, you burst into to tell us something. Tell us. I just uh, don't want to miss out. Uh, one of our team, uh, also one of our team member, uh, his name is uh, Darren. Uh, he led to the Lord uh, a name called uh, Reed. He's right here with us now, sitting over there. He's enjoying the presence of God, and he really had a great time here, uh, fellowshipping and worshipping God as well. His name is uh, Reed over there. God bless you, Reed. Thank you for joining us tonight. That's awesome. It's awesome. So one more testimony from, from Brett's group. Yep. What's your name? Nabiha. Nabiha. Tell us what happened tonight. I know that Brett's been uh, telling me lots of things that have been happening in Labrador Grove. So tell us briefly what, what happened tonight. Today, thank you, Lord. Uh, I managed uh, to um, to save uh, two souls. Very important. Maybe now four or five. Now, thank you, Lord. First, Roman Catholic. He was passing a man. I talked to him about where he's gonna gonna go tomorrow. If he die, do you go to? Do you know where to go? And he said no. Then I told him, Jesus guarantee you, hundred percent, you go with him into heaven. And we love you. We want to invite you to our church, and we want you uh, to receive God in your heart. I want you now to go with peace, with love inside you. We want to pray for you. Just do this prayer. You don't have to ask the religious acts or that. We are, we believe in God is in our heart. And he accepts Jesus as his Lord at the Savior. Thank you, Lord. I gave him the leaflet and we're going to pray for him. His name Michael. When you say he accepted Jesus, Lord, what, what did he do? How did he do? Did you pray, you pray with him and he responded? him because he was in hurry so I said let me take you to my leader he said I'm in hurry so let me pray with you so I make sure he prayed the, uh, the salvation and he received uh, Jesus as his Lord as Savior thank you Lord I got his number I got his name thank you Lord and I will pray for him yeah and uh, and 
And there was the other lady. Uh, I saw her holding our leaflet, Suzanne, uh, Suzanne Ahmed. I noticed she's a Muslim. I just was walking with. Someone had obviously given her a leaflet already. So I said, "This is Lord told me this is your uh, fruit." So I was keeping walking with her. I went the whole way, but I was talking to her about the love of Jesus. We love you. Uh, we would like to invite you to our service. Uh, would you like to accept Jesus as your Lord or Savior? She, she said, "Okay, you need a prayer. We love you. We want a peace for you. We want for all nation Muslim peace, and we welcome you in our service. You know, you don't need to bow to anything. Just we welcome. We welcome." And she said, "She agree with me. She she gave her life to the Lord, and she's coming on Sunday. Any service, she took the." leaflet with all love uh, she's coming she's she's absolutely she's coming yeah thank you lord hallelujah lasso first uh, god i don't i think god will do amazing great on algerian people and sudan algerian especially algerian because i believe we give them leaflet they're coming to there a lot of them uh, one of them he was a religious man he was just well, going to cross the road and god challenged me to speak to that religious man i said hello how are you <laughs> and then i follow him i see the light on him and then i spoke to him about the love of jesus and they, we love you we welcome you we want you to come and i'm going to pray for you for your family that you're going to receive a love and joy for and peace and everything and we would like you to come in our service. We don't care how you look like, but Jesus loves all of us. We want to unite, uh, unite it in one love. It's called, it's, he's our Lord, the Savior. He said, I'm, I'm going to come on Sunday. Uh, he gave me his number. He's welcome to be texted by the man team. On Sunday, he's coming, and uh, he wants to discuss about Jesus. Christ. You're welcome. Bring all your family. You're welcome, he said. <laughs> he, do, uh, he, do, he said, he do respect us. As a believer, he do respect us uh, as a uh, Christian. I said, we love you as well. Uh, can I give you a hug? He said, no, with respect, but we respect you as a Christian. <laughs> Don't worry, I said, but Jesus loves you, and we love you, we have to come. He's coming, thank you, Lord, and he's coming to sit down to discuss with you. Amen, hallelujah. That's awesome to hear, guys, what God's been doing tonight. Let's just give Jesus praise tonight for great things that God's been doing on the streets. Anybody got one more testimony before Bruce comes to speak tonight? Anybody who hasn't spoken before? <laughs> one of you guys at the back, your ladies. You are KT Stewart. And you've been out on the streets tonight. It's my first time of going. I was a bit nervous. I've done evangelism before, but I've never gone since we started. So I just tell the Lord to give me just one. Just one for today. And he did. I just stopped a, an early person, about 65-year-old. And straight away he accepted the Lord wow. and gave his life to Christ. So, I'm correct. That's an awesome testimony. Well done. Thank you. God bless you. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. He's the one that saves. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you, everyone, for coming up and sharing. Isn't that good news? It's good news, isn't it? Angels are dancing in heaven, praise the Lord. And um, it's responsible evangelism as well. Can you see how evangelists that come from a... Uh, shh, you can't keep evangelists quiet, can you, for a moment? They're probably just checking each other's saved as they get down. And uh, it's responsible evangelism. I mean, evangelists that come out of a cell church, they know it's not just about saying a prayer with somebody. It's about bringing them in. 
to the fold. And it's so wonderful to hear them getting addresses and making arrangements to come to sell and bringing into church responsible evangelism. How wonderful. Well, we've got an exciting evening still to come. And uh, later on, our senior minister, Colin, is going to be coming down and leading, leading us in a time of ministry. But just before that takes place, I want to bring a word to you. Um, I, so I think it's more of a rhema word today than sort of more formal preaching that, that I bring. I always seek for a word from God. But I felt that Lord, the Lord was uh, telling me to say to you tonight this scripture from James chapter 5 verse 17. I believe that's the prophetic rhema word that he wants me to minister to with you for a short time. James chapter 5 and verse 17. Well, let's go from 16, actually, because there's a context there. James 5, 16. Let's give you a few moments. I can see you getting your Bibles out. James 5, 16. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. The beginning of James starts with talking to the people and saying, Consider it all joy, brethren, when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. But let endurance have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask with faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. So you see, right at the beginning of James, it starts with prayer. And right at the end of James, it starts with prayer. And James is all about how to conquer and come through the tests and trials of life. James is about how to take on that mountain in your life and remove it. So right at the beginning, he says, look, I mean, he had such faith, James said, that he said, laugh. Laugh at the trial. Laugh at the mountain. Rejoice when it gets difficult. How can you have that sort of joy? Rejoice. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Because this man was saying, God is going to see you through. God is going to give you a breakthrough. Nothing happens by accident. Everything happens by the ultimate sovereign plan of God, but you have a role to play. And if you know that God is on his throne, you have nothing to worry about. Though it may look dark, it's only, it's only, the, the, it's only the tunnel that you're going to come through into the light. Though it may be a valley, you're going to come through. So this is a great epistle of faith, but not only faith, but faith released through prayer. Count it all joy, brethren, when you face various trials. Now let endurance have its perfection. In other words, there is a journey, there is a path. It's not going to happen 
always instantaneously, but God is going to deliver you. But you need wisdom. Often when we're in a trial, the most important thing we need is wisdom. Why? Because we have a tendency to faint at the sight of the trial. We have a tendency to give up, to say it's too much, to say this is never going to change, to let doubt rule, to let the words of the enemy rule, to let the adverse circumstance speak to us, to let our mountain dominate us. And we need wisdom because God will give us wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is insight. Insight into what God is doing. Insight into the situation that it is only a trial. It's not the end of your life. It's the beginning of your victory. Let him ask in faith with no doubting. When we release ministry here tonight, we're going to release the ministry team and we're going to release prayer. And, and uh, this is a message to everyone ministering here tonight. No doubt. A doubt-free zone. Don't, if it be thy will, is banned tonight. We know what God's will is. You hear what I'm saying? And for those that get prayed for, prayed for or ministered tonight, come with faith. The Bible says here, don't be a double man. Don't, don't, don't be... Doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of sea driven and tossed by the wind. Don't suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Well, I'm not asking you to be, uh, you know, a, uh, some sort of giant or Smith Wigglesworth of faith tonight or Billy Graham of faith. I'm just asking you to believe the Lord. Just trust him that tonight's a night for God to do something in your life. For tonight's a night for God to use you. That tonight is a night of the word of the Lord. That tonight is a night of answered prayer. Why not tonight? Why not tonight? Amen. God is on the move, saving souls, delivering people, raising up an army to take back this city from Satan. And you're part of his plan. Amen. So, don't, so, but if you ask in faith, you're going to receive. So it starts with this faith praying. It's like, okay, there's a trial, there's a difficulty, there's a sickness, there's a deliverance that's needed, and God is on his throne, he is sovereign, but he wants you to ask. The Bible says you don't receive because you don't ask. You would be amazed how many Christians don't get because they simply don't ask. You assume that people are asking of the Lord, praying to the Lord, entreating the Lord, speaking to the Lord. You would be amazed how few Christians actually ask the Lord, let alone ask in faith. I ask you tonight, when was the last time you asked of the Lord in that situation? When was the last time we heard people here earlier asking for souls and getting souls? They don't just go out and witness, you know. Before they go out and witness, you can see them down in the lower hall. It's like a, it's like a furnace. It's like, it's like the engine room. They are winning the battle in prayer. They're asking the Lord so that when they go out there, the battle's already won. Amen? When was the last time you asked the Lord concerning that situation in your life? What are you tolerating that you should be praying. What are you tolerating on earth that should be lifted to the throne of heaven? Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. I thought about that passage. Ask that you might receive and anything you ask in my name, you shall receive. Ask that your joy may be full. And when I was meditating on that word, I think it was earlier in January that, that was a word that, that I was meditating on in prayer. 
I said, Lord, what does this mean? Ask that you might have a fullness. What does it mean? And the Lord showed me in my spirit a picture of a graph, you know, a simple graph, a linear, a linear graph, a graph. And on this graph, he showed me, and he showed me that at the bottom, you know, the, the bottom line, he said the bottom line was the sovereign will of God for our lives. In other words, God is sovereign. In other words, even if you don't pray, God is still in charge of your life. Do you hear what I'm saying? He's still in charge. There's a bottom line on the graph that is God's will, and he won't let anything go down from that. He lives evermore to intercede for you. Do you know that? He won't let you go. Even if you let him go, he won't let you go. There's a bottom line on that graph, and it will never go negative, and that's the sovereignty of God. And God showed me that often people, individuals, Christians, churches, are living on the bottom baseline of that graph, that there's very little prayer going on, and what is happening is you're just resting on the rock bottom sovereign will of God. And then he showed me some things where he had prevented things from happening, or he had intervened, and it was the rock bottom line of God's sovereignty. Do you hear what I'm saying? But then the Lord said that he didn't want us to live on that rock bottom sovereignty, that graph, on the flat line, on the zero line, simply just letting God just hold us and keep things going and not letting things go too far because he's sovereign. Do you hear what I'm saying? God is sovereign. But what he was asking for was a partnership. You see, Ask, and your joy may be full. God wants us to go up in that graph of prayer and receive fullness. And God began to show me some things, some things in my life, some things in ministry, some things in other areas. And, and, it, and he was sort of saying to me, Bruce, don't let it stay at the flat line in that situation. Because yes, ultimately you're in my hands, and yes, ultimately that person, that situation is ultimately in my hands, but that's not my plan for you just to ride on the flat line and just say, well, ultimately, God, I want you to partner with me, and I want the curve on that graph to go high. I don't want you to live at zero. And so, in that, so he began to show me a situation, and when I looked on this graph, I saw that the line was very, just above the zero line. And God was saying, you know, I'm still in control, but wouldn't you like to see a breakthrough? Wouldn't you like to see a blessing? Wouldn't you like to see an intervention? Are you just going to leave it to, to, to the raw sovereignty of God? Or are you going to pray? And so I begin to pray about these things. And in the spirit, as I begin to pray, it's like God shows me the line going higher and higher, and higher in the graph, higher. And I begin to see that in that particular situation that I'm praying for, that was at bottom line, yeah? I begin to see a rise in the, in the spirit, a rise in God's blessing. And I begin to see an increased, um, in this situation, I begin to see things happen. You know what I'm talking about? It's a very simple message today. It's called pray. But I begin to see something happening. I begin to see an increase of influence in these. I begin to see people changing and things shifting as I'm beginning to pray. And so God was saying, look, you can live on the flat line, 
of your life and your circumstances. And God is there sovereignly holding things. But don't you want a bit more fullness? God will, God will bring people to the Lord sovereignly. But don't, don't we want to see a bit more? Don't we want to see more? Don't, do we want to live at ground zero? Or do we want to rise on the wings of prayer and the spirit? And see radical change? Because action... God wants us to act, but he wants us to act in prayer and then act on prayer. Amen? Like those evangelists pray. They don't just pray and then wait for people to get saved. They go out. Prayer and action. And so at the end of James, we get another picture of prayer, and it is Elijah. And it's like this. Elijah, you know, is a person just like us. In other words, the praying of Elijah can be our prayers. He says... Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. In other words, if you pray, much will happen. Now, don't forget, right at the beginning, we've said, consider it all joy and persevere. Let endurance. So we're not saying that, that, that every time you pray, it's instantly fixed. You hear what I'm saying? But what we're saying that as we're going through that trial, I tell you what, you can go through trial without prayer, a very painful thing to do. Or you can go through trial with prayer, and that is a different experience altogether. You hear what I'm saying? And so what God is saying is that, is that when we pray, things change. What, what's, what's that, um, what a friend we have in Jesus? All our burdens to bear. And th- isn't there a phrase in it that's, that says... Oh, what needless pains we. I've forgotten it. That's why I'm asking it. What, come on. Come on. All right. Come on, Marcia. Just say it. Come on, woman. Come on. What, what's, the, what's the verse? Uh, all because you do not carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, yeah. All what needless pain we bear. All, and then it says, all because we do not carry all of us and needs to him to bear. Huh? Yeah. See? You said it and you don't know it. You know it, don't you? Come and say it. You got it wrong. Sit down. Sit down. Stewards, escort this. Come on, who knows it? The whole, the whole verse. Eh? <laughs> I can't remember it. Who remembers it? Well, come on out and t- help me. Please help me. Father, please help me. Right, the whole verse. Oh, what needless pain we be all to him. In the whole verse. All to him in God we pray. Behind me. Ah! The power of the screen. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry. Everything to God in prayer. Say it with me. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Give the Lord a clap offering. And to all my helpers that didn't help. Now, now that's true, isn't it? What have we gone through that we didn't need to go through? What experience have we just been flatlining on the sovereignty of God, just getting through? There's no fullness in it that prayer could have unlocked. Well, we don't have to think about the past, but we can embrace the present, can't we? We can say, God, 
were open to being used like Elijah. Now, I'm not, I, haven't got, I don't need to go back to that Elijah passage. Um, but in that Elijah passage, he had power to shut up the heavens and he had power to open the heavens. And when it was time to open the heavens, and he went to King Ahab and say, I, he said, I hear the sound of rain. He heard in prayer what God was going to do before it took place. You hear what I'm saying? And then he believed. He had faith. And he went to pray that his joy might be full, not empty. God wants to release a fullness in our lives so that we can minister in fullness. He doesn't want you in half empty. Have you ever driven a car on, on the red light, on the orange light, and you're on empty? And you're just hoping that you're going to get through. And the relief when you get to a petrol station and it fills up. Has anybody ever run out of petrol? I remember um, when I was um, in the Bible school, when, I was, when Colin first brought me onto the team. And uh, I was assisting in the first year of the Bible school. And he often comes on Sunday evenings. He's not here tonight. Maybe the Spirit told him I'd tell this story about him. Shakti Sisodia was manager of the Bible school. And I had to go over to Peckham um, once a week in his car to pick up all the notes for the Bible school. And it was a really long journey. And he always gave it to me, and it was on the orange light. And I used to say, Shakti, it's on the orange light. Oh, no, there's plenty of, plenty of petrol in there. I said, yeah, but it's on the orange light. What happened? Don't worry, there's plenty of petrol there. Well, I didn't believe him. So what I used to do is I used to go to the petrol station and put three pounds in. You know, there was a bit more. We, we just kept it a little bit high. Not much, because I didn't want him, you know, to, to show, because I didn't believe him. So every time I went out, I would put three pounds in, and then I would always come back. And God was good, because one day, he obviously thought, wow, you know, look how, look how much this petrol tank is going. And he went out on it, and he didn't, he, he didn't realize there was a three-pound factor now. And he ran out of petrol. And when I heard, I was just happy. Because <laughs> of all the pressure I'd been under. Hey, we don't want to live our lives on the orange light. We don't want to just, ooh, just enough. Because God will just about get you through. Because God's a good God, amen. We don't want to just about get through. We want to walk on the water, not just keep our head above. We want to see blessing and change and fruitfulness. We don't want to just get through with ourselves, do we? We, 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 we want to win souls. We want to grow. We, we want change to take place. We want fullness. We, we want to be the breakthrough, not just for ourselves, but for other people. And when Elijah prayed, like James teaches, how many times did he pray? He knew what God's will was, and he didn't give up. He heard in the Spirit, there's rain coming. And you know the story? that he began to get into the birthing position and prayed. And he prayed the first time, and he was expectant, and he sent his servant. And was the rain? He prayed the second time and sent his servant. Was the rain? Third time. Fourth time. Fifth time. Sixth time. Seventh time. There was a little cloud, a tiny cloud. And I want to encourage you tonight that there are tiny clouds appearing in your life that's the will of God. And that you have prayed for things and you'll continue to pray things. Don't give up. Let patience do its work. But keep praying. Keep believing for those souls. Witness to those souls. 
Pray for your neighbors. Pray for those on your evangelism of three. Pray to be healed. Pray for healing. Pray for breakthrough. Pray for change. The word of the Lord comes to us tonight and says, and I just see in the spirit, little tiny clouds the size of a fist. The rain's coming. The breakthrough's coming. Don't give up. Pray. Let's bow our heads in prayer right now. Because there's some of you that may be here tonight. And that little cloud that I'm talking about, because when Elijah prayed on the seventh time, and he didn't see any answer to prayer six, but the seventh, he saw a tiny cloud, but it was enough for him. And the rain came and the drought lifted. Maybe there's some of you in this place tonight, and, and your life's been a drought without God. A dry, barren place where you've just tried to make it on your own. But God says, you don't need to make it on your own because I sent my son who made it on his own for you. Jesus died on the cross and carried the sins of the world so that whoever believes in him would have their sins forgiven and have access to the Father. Everybody needs their sins forgiven. All of us have fallen short to the glory of God. All of us like sheep have gone astray. There's no one that doesn't need Jesus. All of us need him. And what more could God have done than sent his own son to carry the sins of the world? The whoever believes in him shall have eternal life. We talk about prayer changing things. You are one heart prayer away from being forgiven forever and for having God as your father instead of your enemy. One prayer of faith. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. How many people with every head back, how many people in this place tonight, you're going to pray that prayer with me? Lift your hand. Thank you. You're going to pray that prayer with me upstairs in the balcony. One prayer away from salvation. Oh, what needless pains you've carried. One prayer. Anybody else? This is your last opportunity this evening. Lift your hand. One prayer away. Yes, that's right. Upstairs in the balcony. Yeah, over to the right. One prayer away. People are still responding, so I'm going to wait a moment. All you have to do is believe in your heart. You shall be saved. I'll say it one more time. You're one heartfelt prayer away from salvation. Lift your hand. Yeah, yeah. Father, let's pray then right now. In your heart, just begin to thank him saving you and dying for you in your heart begin to thank him for dying for you say Lord I receive your forgiveness I believe you died for me I believe you rose again in Jesus name Father release forgiveness of sins over those that believe tonight their sins have forgiven them you brought them to this place not by accident Today begins a new life in Jesus' mighty name. We're going to continue now in a time of ministry. Those of you that lifted your hand at, 
later on in the service, someone's going to come and speak to you and give you a gift. And you, if you came with a friend, will help you with that. We've seen where we are and we'd like to pray with you further. But we're going to move into, let's all open our hearts right now. We're going to continue in the presence of God. We've been together today, those of you who've been at the other services. We've had preaching, exhortation, teaching, and testimony. But no Sunday is complete until we come before God, the Holy Spirit, and say, breathe, breath of God. Breathe fresh on my life. Ask him right now, wherever you're sitting. Speak to him. Say, Father God, breathe your holy breath on my life. Manifest your holy presence amongst us. Come on, people. Rise with the moving of the Holy Spirit. Engage with what the Holy Spirit wants to do. The Holy Spirit is God himself reaching out to you. He wants to speak to so many people in this place tonight in so many different ways. I want to speak to those people and there are a number of, small number of very specific people a small number of very specific people, a very specific word for a small number of people here. But for all of us, it's a word of encouragement. And I see in the Spirit people who are engaged in standing for Christ in a very hostile and skeptical, unbelieving environment. And you're, something is happening to you right now that God wants to set you free from. That your faith is being hindered and limited by the skepticism that is surrounding you. And it is, it is in a sense like you are beginning to see your faith defined by the interpretation of others. I want to tell you, if nobody else believes what you believe, if it's your mother or your father or your family or your workmates or anybody around you, do not allow your faith to be measured by their skepticism. Because your faith is the faith of Jesus Christ. You just have to be who you are. And if that's a specific word for you, I want to pray for you. So right where you're sitting, just stand in your seat very, very quickly. We want to move on to a lot of other things. But if that's you right now, and you know that's just for me, you stand in your, in, to your feet right now. I'm going to pray for you. Because God is giving me authority tonight to break the bondage of unbelief and skepticism and, and limitation 
that others are placing upon you and in your love, in your desire to reach out to others, you are seeking to impact their lives. But somehow you feel constrained and restricted and bound up almost sometimes that you don't really think that you can say anything that's going to make a difference. I tell you, it is the faith of God in your life that is going to set you free tonight and is going to release you into a new dimension of authority in witness, authority in testimony, and authority in presence presentation of Jesus Christ and there's a little secret the Holy Spirit wants you to know and that is that you are only responding to what they say if only you knew what was going on in their heart and God sees what is going on in their heart and he says it's not over yet you are making a difference you are breaking through so don't be discouraged and don't be limited because God the Holy Spirit is mighty in your life mighty in your testimony Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I take authority over every spirit of unbelief, over every spirit of skepticism that has brought intimidation and restriction and confinement upon these people of God. I say in the name of Jesus Christ, they are set free and the faith of God, the same faith that was in Christ, rests in these people by the Holy Spirit. And I say in the name of Jesus, be set free, be set free, be set free. Be set free in the name of Jesus Christ. Give Jesus a mighty praise in this house. Come on, people, a mighty, liberating praise. I just remain standing. Those of you who are standing, and lift your hands in his presence. Those of you who are standing, just remain standing. Lift your hands in his presence right now. Lift your hands high. Come on. Come on right now, high. Lift your hands high. Not halfway, high. He's the most high God. Now I'm going to pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to fill you, touch you, release you with joy. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Jesus. The man standing in the balcony with the black shirt on it, right at the very back, lifting his hands high. It looks black shirt. Is that you? Okay, I want to tell you something. Do not be discouraged. Do not be dismayed. God is tonight setting you free from memories which have brought kind of like accusation over you. I tell you, God is setting you free. The joy of Jesus, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Do not let the accusations of the enemy restrict you. God is a wonderful God. He's a healing God. He's a delivering God. And, and you have the anointing of victory. You have the anointing of victory over your life. Jesus said, nothing is impossible to him who believes. Amen and amen and amen. Father, continue to anoint your servants. Fill tonight with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Holy Spirit of healing is moving tonight throughout this service. Healing. Somebody is being healed of a stomach condition right now. I feel it in my own body right now. Right here, God is healing you. If you have a stomach condition, any description, it's a general word, but any description whatsoever, lay your hand right now. 
in that part of your body, in your abdominal area. Do it right now by faith. Whether you're sitting or standing, it doesn't matter. Just lay your hand there. And I impart in the name of Jesus Christ the healing of the Spirit right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God is touching people with lots of physical conditions. I'm not going to call them all out right now, but there is no limit to what God can do as you connect with His Spirit by faith tonight. Neck conditions. Neck conditions right now. Be released. Be set free. Somebody is being set free in with, a, with a neck condition. It's a very general word. I, I don't see it more clearly than that, but it's a real word right now. Come on, people. Accept, release, 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 release your people. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. Please be seated, everybody, as we continue to move on. Right. How many people felt the healing of Jesus in their body, either for the neck or their abdomen? Just lift your hand right now. Just continue to rest under his anointing, and, and the Holy Spirit is continuing his work. Oh, wonderful Jesus. Wonderful Jesus. We thank him for all that he's doing. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I have several words to share with um, many of you together. And um, it's wonderful when we are able to do this. We'll also be calling people out just as the Holy Spirit leads. So, ministry team, would you like to come and stand here and be ready? But I want you to turn and face the congregation for this first time right now. Just turn and face them and just be ready at the front. Amen. And I want you to stand with me and I want you to flow with me in the anointing of God. Okay? Are you ready, ministry team people? Hello. Hello. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. My first word that I want to speak over your lives is the word joy. And I speak that word over people who are in circumstances where you, you kind of have lost your joy a little bit. Things are tough. And yes, even in times of trial, we can have joy. And I want to make a declaration over your life. Let it come on the screen now. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Powerful word. Powerful word. It's a word that is written. It's even written on one of my, one of my uh, coasters in my office. It's a word that is written up on calendars. It's a word that is on greetings cards. It's a word which is so familiar. But let it be a fresh word of power to you. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, people of God. Let that spirit of joy touch you. The joy of the Holy Spirit. The joy of the Lord, which is also your strength. Joy, joy, joy is your portion. Rejoice in the Lord. You know, sometimes when we learn to rejoice, 
in times of pain, in times of trial. It's the greatest testimony of faith. It's the greatest response of a faith-filled heart that says, no matter what is happening around me, my eyes are fixed on my Lord, who is the giver of joy. Amen. Joy, I speak it into you. Joy, I speak it into you. If it doesn't hit you tonight, it's going to come a moment when you're just going to feel overwhelmed with joy. And you're going to begin to laugh and laugh. And people say, what's the matter? Say, nothing's the matter. That's it. The joy of the Lord has delivered me. He has caused me to throw off that spirit of mourning. And I've exchanged it for a spirit of joy and a spirit of rejoicing. The devil can't stand in the presence of a rejoicing believer who is rejoicing because he or she believes that the joy of the Lord is with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now there's another word that the Holy Spirit gave me for your lives. Oh, this is a wonderful, wonderful revelation. And the word is this. Rest. Wow. If ever there was a word for people living in London, this is the word. Rest divine, supernatural, rest, spiritual rest. Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You know, so often we find ourselves striving in our own strength and ability. And yet Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest to your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He's going to break the heavy yoke over your life. If you sense that oppression and heaviness of some kind of yoke, it's not from Jesus. If, that's, if you sense that, if you f- find yourself struggling and striving and, and there's not much freedom and liberty and a sense of Holy Spirit supernatural rest and you want to be refreshed in this, stand to your feet right now. I'm going to pray for you. Stand to your feet right now. I'm going to speak this over your life. Thank you, Jesus. Rest. Let me throw in also, there are people here who are struggling to sleep. Struggling to sleep. You you haven't had a good night's sleep in a very long time. I have a word for you from Psalm 127 verse 2. It says, it is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For he gives his beloved sleep. Well, wait till you get home. But you're going to sleep tonight like a baby. Oh, well, actually, maybe that's not quite a good term because babies wake up several times in the night unless it's a, a good baby. <laughs> All right. 
but you're going to sleep. Because you see, there is, there is no joy in eating the bread of sorrows. And the kind of affliction that comes where you're tossing and turning over in your mind the things that are worrying you and the things that are oppressing you and things you're trying to work out with your own mind and your own understanding and your own effort. I want to tell you something. God has got it in control. Hand it over to Him. Come on now. Hand it over to Him. Give Him your burdens right now. Give them to Him. And this is very specific. Very specific. Heavy yokes are going to be broken off your life right now in Jesus' name. He gives to His beloved rest. He gives to His beloved sleep. Amen and amen. Let the peace of Jesus fill you. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. This is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The peace, the rest of faith. Resting. Resting in His hand. Father, I pray for your people to be released right now. Heavy burdens lifted. Hand it to Jesus. Hand it to Jesus. There comes a wonderful anointing of the Holy Spirit ministering to the deepest part of your life. Oh, hallelujah. Let's stay here for a while. Everybody, let's just stay here for a while. Let's begin to worship the Lord in the Spirit. Let's worship the Lord in the Spirit. Worship in the Spirit. Shimala. Why don't we all stand in His presence right now to participate in this worship anointing? Oh, hallelujah. your spirit Lord speak peace to the troubled heart oh realize it tonight he's got it under control he knows everything about it and he's not going to let you down our God is such an awesome God Shigamoro, Sirabarabandara, loving Jesus, wonderful Holy Spirit, fill our flood our lives with your peace. Rest, 
rest, enter into his rest, cease from your own works, cease from your own strivings. The kingdom is here. Enter into his rest, the rest of accomplishment, the rest of peace, peace. I will give you rest. Oh, hallelujah. Wonderful Jesus. Wonderful Lord. You shall no longer eat the bread of sorrows, but you shall feast at the banquet of God's goodness and enjoy the rich things that He has for you. Not one hair of your head shall be harmed. He keeps him in perfect peace whose heart and mind is focused on Yahweh, our great and glorious God. Shiba Lama Sanduru. Keep on singing in the spirit. Lila Lama Sanduru. Shene me sendele me bebe. The presence of God is here. The presence of God is here. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, indeed I shall lack no good thing. For he is the one who makes me 
to lie down in green, lush pastures where I can feed on His goodness and nourish my soul in His love. He leads me beside the still waters, no longer the troubled waters that rage around me, but the still waters of the Spirit who brings peace in times of turbulence and joy in times of sorrow. Yes, indeed, He is the one who restores my soul, who restores the years that the locusts have eaten. Restoration, restoration, restoration. The devil is a liar and a thief and a destroyer, but our God is the restorer. Restoration, restoration upon your life. He restores my soul, and he is the one who leads me stepping out in front of me, showing me the way. And so I follow in obedience, step by step, placing my feet where He has trodden because I know that to follow Him, He will lead me into His righteousness. Not into the legalistic arguments concerning eating and drinking and foods and rules and regulations, but righteousness and joy, peace and joy in His wonderful name. Thank you, Jesus. Let the strong ministry of the Holy Spirit minister to you. I want to minister to people who are still in the raging battle and it's as if you are feeling such a sense of responsibility upon you and you say, God, I'm not equal to this. God, I can't do this. I, and, and you know what the Holy Spirit is saying to you? God never expected you to do it in the first place. For the word of the Lord to you is the battle is not yours, but it's the Lord's battle. You are not going to fight. He is going to fight. Amen. Such a release, as I said that over people. You've accepted a false responsibility. And I want to tell you that Jesus is the Savior. He is the Redeemer. Not you. Not me. The battle is the Lord's. And He will give it to you into your hands. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 18 verse 39 says, For you have armed me with strength for the battle. Don't say you've got no strength. He gives strength to those who are weak. Amen. And he increases strength so that you can be strong in the Lord and be bold in the day of trial and withstand every attack of the enemy. God has given you a spiritual resistance that is like a shield around you. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. You have subdued those who rose up against me. I say, Hebrews 11, the great chapter of faith, one of the wonderful promises to men and women of faith. 
is that they become valiant in battle. Oh, wow. You're going to receive a new capacity, a new realization of who you are and the authority and anointing that is upon your life. We worship you and we thank you. Give Jesus big praise right now. Big praise. Amen and amen and amen. I want that person or those people who are suffering with ear problems, and I see at least one person who has had an operation in your ear, I want you to come forward right now, and it gives you pain. It's still not correct. It's still not working. And there are other people who have various forms of ear conditions, somebody with tinnitus in your ear that is a noise and buzzing sound in your ear. Any form of ear problems, come forward right now. We give you opportunity to come and be prayed for by the ministry team. Come out of your seats and come and stand here right now. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Come forward, come forward. That's right, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Also, people who, are, who have hearing impairment hearing impairment now those people who are praying don't forget to check out what's happening come you are yes bring them forward please bring them forward so they can be prayed for thank you Jesus we worship you Lord we thank you Lord I also want to invite people who have any growth in your body that should not be there. Whatever it is, whether it's benign or malignant or anything, I want you to come forward. We're going to pray right now over your life. We're going to speak over those growths in your body that should not be there. God is going to speak tonight, going to give you taste of his healing power come forward here that's right that's okay there's, there's some guys who are looking for customers here at the front thank you Jesus alright I had a very, a very quick strong interruption for a manifestation of migraine headache and that is a real issue for some people here migraine headache and you know that you need to be prayed for come quickly migraine headache. I'm not suggesting you necessarily have to have one now, right now, but you know that is an issue in your life, migraine headache, right now. There's, uh, I believe there's somebody in the balcony, also in the balcony, who has issues with food allergies, with food allergies, and it really makes life difficult for you. Food allergy, food allergy, food allergy. Quickly come and receive prayer. Food allergy, inconvenient stuff, um, okay? Stuff that you say, look, this is just really a hindrance to me. Come on. Don't let it be a hindrance any longer. Receive prayer right now. While they're praying for these people at the front, all of you who are sitting and remaining, whatever you need, that's the promise. When the temple of Solomon was built, God agreed that he would manifest 
his presence in the house of the Lord. And uh, he goes through all the things that God will give you in fellowship with him. Forgiveness, inner healing, deliverance, provision. And then it says anything that you need. Our God is a God who loves to bless his children. So wherever you are right now, and you need something, as Bruce was saying, ask. That's all it is. Prayer is not a complicated thing. Ask and you shall receive. Jesus said, ask anything in my name. Jesus said, ask in my name, my authority, that which is consistent with who I am and my Father's willingness to bless you. Ask, and you shall receive. We pray, Father, for all the needs of the house. Pray for those people who are looking for accommodation, those who are looking for employment, the practical things of life. Pray for those who are believing you for a life partner, a husband or a wife, according to the will of God. Father, pray that you would minister your word to every single person in this place. We know, Lord, that you love your children to ask. You are our heavenly Father, and we believe you. We believe you. The people who are praying, don't forget that you're supposed to ask people what's happened, check it out, and um, let us know so we can rejoice together in what God has done. So can I have somebody just go along there because they're very intensely praying and just check and just see we have an opportunity for some testimonies. And while that praying is going on, um, we're going to, are you going to sing? Is this for you? Come on then, come on then. All right, we're going to worship with the worship song right now. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to worship the Lord with the worship song while this prayer ministry is taking place. I'm going to have some time for some testimonies as well. Are you glad you came tonight? You know, don't miss Sunday nights. Some of the other services are like jets stacked up on the runway. When one takes off, another one lands. And, or when one lands, another one takes off. At the Sunday evening, we can be more relaxed. We've done so much teaching today throughout the whole of the day, and it's wonderful just to relax in God's presence and say, Holy Spirit, speak to us. Holy Spirit, you take over. You share with us what you want. And so next Sunday night, we're going to see even greater things. We're going to increase in the anointing on Sunday nights, and 
the more space that we give to the Holy Spirit, the more He will occupy and the more He will manifest Himself. So next Sunday night, bring people who don't know Jesus. Bring people who need to be prayed for. Bring people who need to be healed because Jesus is in the business of doing all these things. Amen. Stand together as we worship the Lord just before we have some testimonies tonight.